Hey everyone, let's travel back in time, say 30 years and let's try and picture how India would be in 2021. Were you able to imagine the skyscrapers, the swanky airports, the plush malls or the luxurious hotels that our cities are filled with today? Not quite, right? That's exactly why we will talk to some of the change makers who led the transformation. I'm Vivek and it's a new day and a new episode of our podcast channel, Our Journey to Net Zero. Please welcome our guest for the day, Mr. Ramchandran. A 1971 batch mechanical engineer from the College of Engineering, Trivandrum, Mr. Ramachandran brings with him over 40 years of experience in the HEVAC industry encompassing contracting and consultancy assignments. Having served as the national president of ISHRE in 2015-16, he is today active in the technical committee of ISHRE. A very good morning to you, Mr. Ramachandran, and what a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Vivek. Thank you very much. Mr. Ramachandran, to get started, can you tell us something about conceptualizing the ACREX Hall of Fame and what was the collective thinking behind instituting such a recognition? Yes, Vivek. Actually, we had to go back to the year 2015. That was the time when uh, myself and Mr. Pangat Tharkar met each other at Chennai. We decided to call on Dan Foss to, to solicit their participation in a bigger way in the ACREX event. And together we called on Mr. Ravi Purushottaman. We had a conversation with him and the whole Acrex Hall of Fame originated from that conversation. Ravi told us, see, rather than just another night, why don't we have a theme and why don't we have it as a continuing kind of episode? We will recognize only one building in the year and that building will be placed in the Acrex Hall of Fame. That was initially to start with, it was Ravi's idea. And we went wholeheartedly with that. And the very first event was a great success. That is how the idea was conceptualized and carried forward. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Ramchandran. But do you believe somewhere the ACREX Hall of Fame has sensitized the audience towards the need for energy efficiency, the need for sustainability in the buildings? Yes, definitely yes, because basically the Hall of Fame is uh, recognizing the energy efficiency and the sustainability part of the building. One of them is that the building should have a working BMS system and one-year data should be available from the dashboard. So the focus is on the building having all its energy efficiency and monitoring parameters properly in place. So with that kind of a focus, I would say that uh, the Hall of Fame uh, has really brought in energy efficiency and sustainability in a big way. But again, that is where a lot of work remains to be done. Thank you so much. With over 40 years of experience under your belt, I'm sure you would have seen the cities and the country transform from one extreme to the other. So does it hold hope in it or do you see an impending threat in the ongoing urbanization? Actually, Vivek, just a couple of days back, I was exposed to a Facebook survey, which has already got some 200,000 responses. The question was, how far away from your place of birth are you working and living? I had to honestly answer, I am 1800 kilometers away from my place of birth. And I looked at some 20 responses. There was not a single response which said, I am within 100 kilometers. Now, why this has to happen? If there are compulsions which make people to move to an urban center just to exist and to prosper, there is something wrong with that thinking. 
See, urbanization brings with it several drawbacks. There are impacts on healthcare. There is impact on primary education. There is an impact on the socio-cultural environment of the people. So I am not very much enthused with the idea of urbanization. Also, we are now talking about smart cities. But say, rather than making 400 cities smart and attracting people to come and work in that cities, why not you think on a holistic level about the country and go for the country's development rather than developing these 400 cities? That is the way I look at it. But Mr. Ramchandran, if you take any country globally, aren't the cities the first sign of progress, the first sign of modernity, the first sign of economic well-being? Isn't that so? If you consider the development across the globe, I agree with you that cities have their importance. Cities are the centers of development, maybe centers of learning. Agreed. But having said that, we have enough cities in the country now. We have got enough metros in the country, enough big cities in the country to serve our purpose. Maybe 80% of the population, are they still in the rural area or many of them have migrated to the cities? I really do not know. But you see the condition of the cities by this excessive migration. We are putting pressure on the complete infrastructure in the city so that the basic necessities of the people are not met. I do not want that kind of a development. People should have opportunity to develop in much more freer space. You have to focus on all-round development rather than an urban-centric development. That's a pretty interesting perspective, Mr. Ramchandran. One of the statements you made was we have enough big cities in the country, but well, 21 out of the 30 most polluted cities in the world are in India. Do you see this scenario changing? And if at all, this deteriorating scenario has to be arrested, what will have to be done? If you have to correct this scenario, you have to give up this idea of excessive urbanization. I have been living in Mumbai for probably 40 years now. How to attract people to a city like Mumbai, there is definitely a limit to what can be done to the city's infrastructure. To take care of the millions who are teaming to the city, it will be really a very, very Herculean task to provide the necessary infrastructure, living comforts to the people who are in the cities. Now, you are building metros in almost all major towns. What happens to the transportation in the rural area? What about the other infrastructure? Are the people getting safe drinking water? Basic necessities of primary health care. Are these being provided in the small villages across the country? So your starting point has to be clear. You have to take care of the population in the country as a whole. Not just build the 41 urban metropolis and expect the people to come there and thrive. To what extent, according to you, is the building fraternity conscious and sensitive towards the growing need for sustainability or shall I say sustainable urbanization that's a better word to use let us talk about uh, urbanization for the time being my favorite topic we have done significantly well in that one element that we have brought energy efficiency we have brought the basic infrastructure to the focus there are rating agencies working in the country for example IGBC under the leadership of Dr. Prem Jain has done very really path-breaking efforts 
to bring in sense of energy efficiency and sustainability to the built environment and there are other agencies like usgbc griha the uh, government of india's bureau of energy efficiency and they are working really very very hard to focus on energy efficiency of the built environment while we are putting in a lot of effort in designing excellent buildings energy efficient buildings the same effort is really not being put in either commissioning of the systems properly or in ensuring that the systems are working as they should over a period of time so when you are designing a building with the highest energy efficiency and if you don't operate it the way it should it has no meaning really you may be aware that ishe is bringing up a standard it is called ishe india building energy performance standard the accent is on the word performance not the design and also ishe has recently brought up a standard for commissioning of buildings so ishe is trying to bring focus on these aspects of commissioning and energy performance of the buildings and that is where the future lies you have to have excellent design coupled with commissioning and performance you made a reference to ratings and certifications you made a reference to igbc griha do you think all of these ratings and certifications for the built environment have actually sensitized the stakeholders and the larger fraternity towards taking that extra step towards reducing energy demand yes vivek it has really because now practically everybody who is putting up a building of reasonable size i would say 100000 square feet and above would know that there is something called a green building they will know that there is a green building rating and if they go for any kind of government approval the government will also ask you what are you doing towards energy efficiency what is your performance standard for the building so that is a great thing that we have achieved in the last 10 years but having said that again once a building is certified you also have to have a machinery for ensuring that the certified building continues to perform as is at its design over a period of time that is where a lot of effort still needs to be done but mr ramchandran as a consultant and i'm sure your fellow colleagues your fellow fraternity members the industry bodies sustainability is an ongoing discussion but what about our general crowd our people at large they are sufficiently aware of the impending threats of the climate change please forgive me for giving a little contrary view i would say for maybe 80% of the population sustainability is not an issue it is sustenance which is the issue if you cannot put a plate of food in front of your children in the evening what is the point in talking about sustainability in india if you consider maybe 3% of the people are concerned about sustainability 17% are not concerned at all and 80% of the people are really concerned about sustenance these days we are talking about electric cars people are gung ho about that have anybody really thought through that we produce electricity at a high cost almost 60% of the electrical energy that is produced at the generating stations is wasted in transmission as the consumer just get about 40% of the electrical energy that is produced you use that to charge your electric car now 
electric cars are running on batteries and these days they are having very efficient nickel cadmium batteries has anybody really thought about how we will dispose these batteries at the end of their service life so all these you have to really have a total global view holistic view about the development and then only the object of sustainability will be met that is my view let's talk about technology that goes into built uh, environments how have you seen technology evolve over the past decades and what new technologies do you foresee in the times to come the technology in air conditioning and refrigeration has grown by leaps and bounds and i am very happy to say that industry has really absorbed technologies from the west and i would say india is one of the nations which is really at the forefront of technology as far as this particular segment of hvac and r is concerned and to answer the second part of your question as we go forward there is much much more that can be done i am sure you would have heard about adaptive thermal comfort say there is no point in cooling a room to maybe 18 degree 20 degree centigrade temperature and sitting there huddled in jackets and jerseys and all that thermal comfort is something which can save enormous amount of electrical energy enormous amount of fuels in the future the technology should take root in the country again there is a concept called evaporative cooling both direct indirect evaporative cooling isa is currently doing lot of work on this particular segment and this is really a technology for the future and people i am sure will work more and more on these segments of energy efficiency and clean environment coming to the most interesting the favorite topic when it comes to built environment and that is hvac so do you believe uh, that hvac still continues to be the main deterrent for a building to become energy efficient and also not just for a building to become energy efficient but also becomes a deterrent for a larger nation to kind of become low carbon footprint if i may say that there was a great leader in singapore lee and at the very outset he said air conditioning is going to be the key to the development of singapore singapore is a hot country so he has seen air conditioning as a growth engine whereas you are now talking about is air conditioning is a deterrent air conditioning is definitely not a deterrent air conditioning is something wherever that will only enable the people to work their full potential and achieve their best having said that how to air condition a particular place you need not go for systems with gazil energy which are produce much lower temperatures than you really need air conditioning is a very very essential service to the building and how you do the air conditioning will determine how efficient the building will be how safe the environment will be well mr ramchandran as we approach towards the uh, closure of this conversation uh, i would like to know what would be your suggestions or views to the larger building fraternity in their pursuit to become more energy efficient to become more sustainable if i may say that in my previous discussion i talked about two technologies one is adaptive thermal comfort adaptive thermal comfort is existing for quite a long time but adaptive thermal comfort is a technology which is a must we have to really bring in an environment at a sustainable cost at a sustainable environment so adaptive thermal comfort is something which we really 
has to come. Then my second thing, what I mentioned was either single stage or two stage evaporative cooling. Now with the COVID uh, pandemic, we have realized that probably a recirculating air conditioning system may not be very suitable unless adequate filtration, adequate disinfection is provided in the system. Again, it doesn't work in all the climate zones, you know. It has to work only in dry and uh, hot and dry climate zones. Think of evaporative cooling as a probable technology to consider. Well, uh, that's pretty much uh, for now, Mr. Ramchandran. Thank you so much for a great conversation. And it absolutely has been a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you very much. With this, we call it a wrap. To remind my commercial building fraternity, we are hosting a next edition of the Acrex Hall of Fame on the 18th Feb 2022. We look forward to receiving your nominations and we hope you do make it to our Hall of Fame. On this note, signing off for now. Until next time.